How are we doing, ladies and gents? Thank you all for joining us on this impromptu episode. We have breaking news. Thank you all very much for joining us. Whenever you may be listening, however you may be listening, wherever you may be listening, we really appreciate you all joining us here today. We have breaking news. The MLB lockout is over. Finally. Thank, thank, thank God. Thank God. As always, I'm joined by my lifelong friends, Christian Landreth. You could follow him on Twitter at C underscore Landy 88. And for the first time now, Kevin Ellaby. You can follow him on Instagram at Kevin underscore Ellaby 13. I am your host, Michael Marsden. You can follow me on Instagram at MarsRover31. And also Kevin underscore Woods 31. If you know, you know. This is the Two Bums and a Mic Sports Podcast. Thank you all for joining us. Fellas, I don't know about you guys, but man, I'm on cloud I nine. couldn't be happier. We've waited so long for this day, and finally, we they decided to make a decision <laughs> and make a contract that's actually going to work for everybody. Yes, you know, and we'll go into in, uh, details about everything that's on there. But I wanted to say, like, you know... This was this was like I'm I'm so happy and I'm cloud nine right now that immediately after work today I said screw it I'm treating myself to to some portillos. <laughs> That's what we like to I, hear. I literally I got went a... to put, I went to portillos and you know it's good because I never get this. I got myself a chocolate cake shake just for the hell of it. Oh my! There God. You go. <laughs> I, I got a I got a Luminati's pizza waiting for me downstairs. The... Oh, you know it's and a good I day had with a Dr this. Pepper. Oh, uh, hell yeah. We'll call it a Dr. Pepper. The end. Yeah. <laughs> the end. Okay. So, biggest news. But before before we get into that, Christian, I'm going to need you to be the man on the spot. I'm going to need you to be Johnny on the spot. I need you to be Mr. Twitter Man for us today. I'm on if it. You, if you see any sort of a signing of a player or a trade that's going down, we need you to be Johnny on the spot and let us know. You will be the first to hear. That's awesome. So, as I said, the collective bargaining agreement has been agreed upon by the union and the owners. As far as we know right now, it's going to be on April 7th. So, not going to yep. cancel any games. It's going to be a full 162 season with... Yep. I believe the first two series being made up, one of them being at the very end of the season, and the other series being up in double headers. Uh, yeah, I, okay. I, I can I can go I can go more in depth on that. Um, per Bob Nightingale, uh, the full season, full pay season will be extended three days with double headers to make up for April seventh opening day. Yes, so they've gotten rid, gotten rid of the seven inning double headers from last season. Yes, and they have gotten rid of the runner on second, the ghost runner, in, the yep. ghost runner in the extremes. Which was God, stupid. thank God, I hated place. that freaking. Oh yeah, I that was I I I get why they did it, just as like an experiment wise. But like I thought it was stupid. I hated it so much. Yeah, it's, no, it's it stuff did that we did in. In you know T ball and yeah, but that's the that's we the stuff you middle school. That's the stuff you do in elementary school in little league. You don't right. do that in professional leagues, at least right. in my opinion. But 
Kev, you were not here for the very first episode. I want yeah. you right now to just speak your mind right now about everything that's going on. Uh, speak my mind, huh? <laughs> that's that's the goal. I'm I'm in and out. Baseball's finally on. I can finally get excited again for the springtime. Football ended well. Had good there. Aaron Rodgers, big news. I know we're talking about MLB tonight, but I'm just yeah, saying, okay. my boy Aaron Rodgers. But sorry, all that money did not win another Super Bowl. It's all right. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he deserves the money. He deserves the money. He's the freaking man. But as we, uh, as I digress, uh, I'm very happy to see that our White Sox are going to be up and moving soon. We and hope the MLB. Well, we hope. And uh, super excited to see that MLB is finally in motion. Thank finally. God. So with the with the CBA being agreed upon and it being ratified by the owners, it is official. Everything's good. Everything's starting up. Free agency has officially resumed from where it was. Um, and basically, free agency is going to be done in about three days because... Uh, Let's see. Everybody will be meeting this Sunday, which I believe is the 13th or 12th. And spring training games are going to start on March 17th and 18th. Like, they got a week until the games start. Yeah. So, I I don't think players are going to be signed tonight there might be a trade because trades were allowed to be discussed between GMs kind of like off the cuff during this lockout they could have done that but they just can't officially do them because they're in a lockout so I think if anything a trade will be done tonight but I don't think a signing will happen I think once it turns into tomorrow Friday it's just gonna be signing 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 non-stop I have I have some I have some news. Okay, what do you got? To break, it's not there has it's not a signing or a trade yet, but it could be big. You know, going into tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Per John Morosi on Twitter, Dodgers' interest in Freddie Freeman is sincere, based on what I have heard from sources tonight. Braves and Yankees obviously are pr- prominent in the Freeman marketplace. Some in the industry believe he could be next major free agent to sign. Damn, okay. <laughs> but my thought is, well, well, the Dodgers are always in on every single big name. They they have yes. an endless amount of checks. Well, they, yeah. they got because an endless they can checkbook. Pay everybody. Yeah, they can pay everybody. Plus, now with a new CBA, well, which again we'll get into. Well, I'm going to read off every single new thing that's in the CBA. But the the luxury tax, like it went up. Like so, before it was at about like two hundred and eighteen million, two hundred twenty million, something like that. Is it two twenty? Two twenty, and now it's up to I think two thirty, like two thirty five. So they've gone up. So there's a, not like a whole, not a whole lot more, but there's a little bit more to spend with players. Yeah. So teams might be more inclined to hey, we got a little bit extra money. Let's you know push in more into some players, hopefully. But with that being said, I want to read off the. On the MLB app right now, and read off of everything that is new in this new CBA. So right now, the very first thing that they talk about is the minimum salary. The minimum salary has officially gone up and will go up in the next five years. 
from about two uh, five hundred and seventy five thousand dollars to now seven hundred thousand. Which wow. me, that's great. That that's great. Like revenue has obviously been going up all these years, and they haven't been able to lift up the minimum salary. Like that's great for young players. I I don't see any issues with this. I see this is great. What do you guys think, Kev? Yeah, I definitely see it as a very good thing. Um, my more main focus is on those single, double, and triple A players that are getting paid little to nothing. Um, yeah, I'd like I'd like to see money be going into them more because they're the one busting ass trying to get to the majors. Um, as well as I, I'm very happy with the upgrade uh, for minimum wages to our MLB players. But I just would personally like to see some more more money going to those, uh, the double, single, and triple A players. I love how you have your your businessman instincts. They call it minimum wage. <laughs> uh, well, we got minimum wage, minimum salary, and no, you know I, get what I, mean. I get it. Yeah, no, I'm just giving crap. But that's that's kind of where I'm sitting. I'd, I'd like some money to be going more into the miners. But it, well, yeah, I, I I think with this is just the next step of all that. You yes, know, after the next but CBA, they'll keep. A good thing. Yeah, I, I, this, yeah. this is this is what the union wanted. This is what the players wanted, and then they got it. They got a, a yeah. massive upgrade from yeah, what they huge. from what they had before, and this is huge. I, if you really think about it, like guys that have you know that are signed or, or like that are undrafted or what have you, just got an uh, an upgrade in salary of about one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. Which for some people that you know that grew up super poor and have nothing and all that stuff, good. that's a that's a good upgrade. I say, I say, I'd love that. Uh, yeah, if you'd be like, yeah, you want to make an extra hundred and fifty grand? Uh, yeah, 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 we'll do that. Um, here, the first year increase is the largest single increase in history, nearly five times larger than the $27,500 increase in the first year of the prior CBA. It also represents a larger increase than the total from the past 10 years. So I feel like, like the players, like they, they, they got a good score there for the youngest players. And that was the biggest thing for the union throughout this whole entire thing. Yeah, the, the, you know, they're worried about the current players, but they were really worried about the future players. And the next generation yeah. that like that are that are just getting into high school now and will be drafted, you know, at the end of this CBA in like five years, you know, that's what they were really trying to do and help in the future, in my opinion, anyway. Christian, right. do you have any thoughts about this before we move on to the next one? No, I'm just, you know, I agree with you, Mike. Um, it's just, you know, I'm just happy this whole thing is over and they they could come to an agreement you know that benefits everybody in the long run and at the end of the day the fight was more for the players that will be coming you know know, four, five, six, seven years from now that this will benefit from and then when the next CBA comes along that then maybe they can progress it even more so it's just it's just really good that you know they were able to both sides were able to make progress and get what they wanted and come to a deal and uh 28 days is opening day so thank god dude you have no idea how Could not come fast you just said that dude i'm like jumping up and down right now i'm, so, I'm like <laughs> a little kid man i'm so happy that this has been figured out and we have baseball to look forward to uh, the next yeah. thing that's on here is the collective bargaining tax threshold, which is essentially a, another word of saying the cap 
or MLB. Technically, MLB ha- is a no uh, salary cap league. They can technically spend how much money they want, but MLB has implemented a salary tax to where if you spend more than this amount of money, you will be taxed that amount of money that you have spent over, essentially, in basic terms. So the collective bargaining tax for this year was is now $230 million and then it'll increase to $233 million in 23, $237 million in 24, $241 million in 25, and $244 million in 2026. And, and this is basically uh, they're allowing, they're giving the teams more money to spend on players. But like as Christian mentioned before, it was at a what was it, two hundred and twenty million? Did you say? Yes. 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 Yep. So the, right now they they have a ten million dollar increase to spend on you know what have you, and then it'll keep progressively slowly getting bigger each year until the this CBA has expired. Uh, they say the twenty million increase uh, from twenty one to twenty two is nearly twice as large as the biggest previous five year increase. Um, a fourth tax level has been added at $60 million above the base threshold to address runway spending. So they're trying to, you know, prohibit like guys like Steve Cohen of the New York Mets, the new owner, like people like that, that have just basically endless amount of money from just spending everything on the best players and spending, you know, $500 million or more, you know, the prohibit people from doing that. Do you guys Which have- I think is... Yeah, I definitely think that's okay, um, because you need to make it somewhat fair. But I mean, um, I could definitely see where they're where the owners are like, if I got the money, I want to spend it. But it's nice to see that the MLB is regulating that and making sure that we're trying to keep teams basically not super stacked. I mean, we still have that issue now, but um, at least we're attempting to nullify it. I just find it funny that that they're doing all this stuff to like prohibit teams from like you know overspending and you know just going you know just wild west wild on all this spending, but they won't technically call it you know they won't technically have a salary cap. <laughs> I, I I don't get it. Yeah, but right. I get like from the from the from the players side like like you salary cap like no that's bad that's less money for us because we have to you know split it more and we won't get as much like yeah but like thriving they have a salary cap the N- NBA is thriving and they have salary cap like like James Harden in the NBA is like about to sign like a sixty million contract in the future and they have a salary cap so like what's the issue I get it it's like there's less players on the floor in the NBA than there is MLB, but like, I feel like a salary cap would, I don't, I don't see any cons really to it, at least off the top of my head for MLB. If that were to be a thing. Yeah. I don't think there's any negatives to it. Yeah. No, I'm, it is what it is at the end of the day. I think I lost you guys for a second. You all there? Yeah. We're here. Okay. 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 Uh, so now here here's another here's a brand new thing to MLB with this CBA the draft lottery. This is uh, this is essentially what the I believe I know the NBA does it 
I, I think the NHL does this. I'm not too positive. Yes, on yes, they, they do. They do do this. Okay. So the draft lottery is essentially, it's now not just a straight like snake draft where the worst team gets the best pick and the second worst team gets the second Which pick and good. so forth and so forth. We have the top six selections will be awarded via lottery. Well, essentially, the, the worst six teams will essentially be put in a hat and somebody will pick out the name from the hat and say, okay, this team has the number one pick and then this team has the number two pick. So it doesn't really like allow teams to just be purposely bad and crappy so they get the number one pick. It purposely tanking is, right. is the word. Yeah. It gets rid of tanking. Yes. I think this is fantastic. As soon as I heard they were talking about this, yes, I want it. I need it. This is great. Your guys' thoughts. Yeah, yeah I definitely support that. I think it's a, a great addition um, to the MLB and how the draft is going to be uh, held. Because it, it, yeah, it, I, at least for me, like when I see this in the NBA, like it's really like fun and entertaining to watch, is it not? Yeah, no, yeah. it is. It's it is absolutely fun. And yeah, uh, um, no, go ahead, Christian. It, it's just uh, I think it will. It'll obviously that you know the lottery will make it more fun to you know watch and you know who gets the first pick, but you know. Just, you know, all these teams that tank and are just like, well, we're just going to be as bad as possible so we can get the first overall pick. Nobody wants to watch that or go through that. Um, no. So I'm just, I'm happy that that was implemented. Because I, I remember a few years ago in the NBA on this subject when uh, I when uh, Zion Williamson was, everybody knew he was going to be drafted the first overall pick, right? Mm-hmm. And I believe it was the New York Knicks. That were, yeah. you know, that were playing really, really bad. They were the worst team just to, you know, because they wanted Zion Williamson. And they didn't get him. And they and even with the worst record and all that, they still didn't get the, the first pick because I believe it was uh, Charlotte the Hornets. Pelicans. The Pelicans, excuse yeah. me. That Pelicans, ended up getting yeah. it. And all of New York was like, what? We did all that for nothing? And they lost their minds. They're like, that's the fun part. Like, we're laughing about it because it's like, that's entertaining to me. Obviously, not to them. Like, man, that's really, this really sucks. But everybody else, and that's like, that's really fun and entertaining. I'm not saying like what they, what the end, uh, what the MLB was do- before with the draft was not entertaining, but I feel like this, you know, this takes it up a notch to me. I would, I would agree. I think it takes it to a new level, and I really, really like it. All right, we now have the the international draft. Now, this was the thing that was really holding up the the union and the owners these last few days. The owners implemented this, and the union was like, "What is this? We didn't talk about this. No, what is like?" There was a whole big debacle, and it was a really really bad situation for like an for, yeah. a, day, for a day. And we we're like, "Oh God, here we go again." We're going to be canceling more games. And they did, but they ended up not. <laughs> um, so what this says is the international draft. In exchange for agreeing to an international draft by July 25th, 2022, MLB will eliminate the qualifying offer system for free agents. International draft would be 20 rounds, 600 plus selections. 
increasing the total compensation earned by amateurs by more than $20 million annually. Signing bonuses will be guaranteed for drafted players. Clubs who selected players from growth uh, counties, uh, counties with less than 0.5% of signings in the previous three signing periods, would receive additional selections to incentivize scouting and signing in emerging markets. I, I was talking to Christian about this the other day uh, off camera and at least off the top of my head, I'm like the international draft would be, you know, I feel like I would be really like entertaining thing to watch. I feel like it's um, way more of an entertaining thing to watch than how they sign international like Cuban players and Dominican Republic, Republican players now. But I heard the other side of it of why it's a bad thing and all this. So as far as I'm aware for this, um, the union has till July 25th to agree mm-hmm. upon this, as far as I'm aware. Correct. Okay, can you go more into this, Christian? Um, not off the top of my head. <laughs> I, can, I can try to uh, Ke- get okay. more on it here. Kev, do you have any first initial thoughts about this? Because this is something like I'm not super like in tune to like I'm, this is not part of my expertise on this this is kind of a new thing for me and how exactly this works but do you have any thoughts on this um just in general i'm just i would need to read more about it to know the full scoop of more honestly i'd feel comfortable even really discussing it but initial thoughts i just think i'm gonna have to figure this out a little more i, I want to kind of dig into it and see how it's going to affect the league and the players yeah. um as a whole. So I'm going to hold my thoughts on it until I figure a little more out on it. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll leave it as something brand new that we don't fully understand. And we'll come back to it in a later date. Um, let's see. Other details. We have contracts for arbitration eligible players will be guaranteed. Top prospects who finish first and second in the rookie of the year voting will receive a full year of service. Clubs promoting top prospects to opening day rosters will be eligible to receive a will receive draft picks if the player finishes in the top three in the Rookie of the Year voting or top five in the MVP slash Cy Young voting. This, now this, I feel is great because it, it, it pushes teams to promote young, very talented players more early and more quickly. Because if they have like 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 it go- goes all the way back to when Chris Bryant of the Cubs, when he was brought up in 2015, they purposely, you know, kept him down for however many weeks so that he technically, if he played a full season, he technically wouldn't get a full season of a playing time. And so the Cubs right. would have another year of another year of time. Yes. And uh, he was really pissed about that. He did everything he could to like fix that. And they're like, no, that's part of the rules, buddy. Sorry. This, I feel like, fixes it to a degree. It, promo- it allows teams to be like, you know, if we if we got a really good player and we bring him up early, you know, he could get more money, he get more service time, you know. It, it benefits the player immensely. Correct. Uh, I would agree. Yes. I think this is a great idea. It, like, Because the thing in with baseball is that it's totally different from literally every other sport in the world because you see, like, like overseas in Europe and across the world, like soccer, football, you know, they have like 16, 15, like 17 year olds playing on the the highest possible levels they can. 
like with with the big dogs like like I remember like wasn't Lionel Messi who debuted as like a 16 year old on Barcelona like that's insane yeah, he can was you imagine young. seeing can you imagine imagine seeing like a 16 17 18 year old in the major leagues like that just doesn't happen because yeah, you know no, they no. get drafted like even at like out of high school and they're 18 years old and then they go through like almost 5 years of minor league service if they're you know good like the rarest you see is like Bryce Harper when he debuted and Juan Soto when he debuted. Like they were both nineteen, and even that's like holy crap. But like, can you imagine like seeing that more often, more like really really young, extremely talented players of like that? That's that would be so fun to watch. Yeah, that's ex- that that's gonna make baseball more exciting. So that's why I'd really like to see this movement of younger players coming up quicker. Can you imagine if we saw like Luis Robert like a year or two earlier up on the major? Oh, leagues? that'd be pretty. I'd <laughs> like that. I'd be all over that. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. So um, quickly to backtrack a bit. Um, okay. I have information about the international draft. Okay. What do you got? And why it was so controversial. Um, mm-hmm. and, and this was coming from one of the biggest stars in the league, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, he said. Um, in an interview, uh, the international draft is going to kill baseball in the Dominican Republic. It's going to affect us a lot because there will be many young people who used to give them the opportunity to get a bonus. And with the draft, it will not be the same. Yeah, I I, I heard early on the radio this morning that I, I know David Ortiz had spoken about this as well. Yes, he, he was also against it. Yes, I, I, I don't remember the exact quotes he had, but it was something on the lines, and I am paraphrasing that, you know, a lot of people that, that are born and raised in the Domin- Dominican Republic, specifically there, because I believe that's where he was from, were, you know, very, very poor environments, you know, like dirt floors and twelve people in a tiny room, like all, like all this, like really, really bad stuff that you hear. And baseball is the only way to really like get out of there for them. And if you prohibit them with if with this draft, they were saying if they did this draft and they imp- implemented the rule work, at the lowest you can draft them is eighteen. And these like 15, 16 year olds that are like ready to be signed and ready to get out of there. They have to wait, you know. Who knows what could happen to them, you know, stuff like that. I, I, I th- I'm again. I'm paraphrasing. I might not be totally correct, but that was something on the lines of what he was saying. Which I, I have. Get. I have what he's saying. Okay, what he got? Um, so this is from uh, Jeff Passan. He had sat with. He reached out to David Ortiz um, and had a 25 minute conversation. Um, he outlined his issues that he had with the international draft. Um, so he says. David Ortiz, the system in the Dominican is not ready to have a draft next year. The Dominican is not the U.S. You can't snap a finger and everything lines up to operate the right way. We've got a new president who's trying to improve things. We need to do this slowly. Taking time, that makes more sense. Uh, Let's keep up this pace to do it three, four years from now. We sit down with the big time players. We listen to what they have to say. If we're going to do it, Let's do it right. Rushing it like this is not right. Okay. Um, he it, it, there's a lot more to it, but um, you know I don't want to take up you know a lot of time here. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I yeah, I totally get what he's saying. It's like, whoa, like we like this idea, but like, we like this idea, but like let's pump the brakes a little bit and really like implement this and figure this out of every single little detail before just saying, this is what's going on. Figure it out. And you're like, no, let's not do that. Uh, um. So okay, right. That make a little bit more sense in my head. Um. Next thing we have the the expanded playoffs it will officially be a 12 team 12 teams playoffs with the two top division winners receiving a bye so essentially they'll be coming they're doing the playoffs like the NFL essentially which i don't see any issues with this again it it it, it, it makes the what's the word i'm trying to say i keep trying to say this word and i don't know uh it, it's uh like pushing, pushing the teams insensitize. No, I can't say it. <laughs> I'm I'm doing a really bad job of what? being a host right now. What 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 are you trying to like something a word that's like saying like it, it's 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 pushing it's making teams you know I don't know whatever don't don't uh, don't don't listen to me. Uh, we can edit this out later. All right, there. Mark. Yes, all I know. right there. I'm excited, man. Give me a break. <laughs> So 12 teams with the bye, with the two top teams making a bye. It essentially is becoming the NFL in their playoff system, which I don't see any issues with because it, it will make the teams, you know, want to be good. So they get that bye, you know, and guaranteed to the next round. Um, it will I incentivize felt, them to be. That's that's the word I'm trying to say. That is, the, it, it, uh, I can't say it. To right win now. more games yes, later I, in the year. English is very hard for me sometimes, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very hard language. I get it. Give me a break. Um, yeah, I don't. I I, I see this as okay. I, th- I think 12 is the perfect number. Um, when they did the, the really big expanded playoffs in the 2020 season, the short season, and they had 16 teams, I feel like, okay, that's way too much. Yeah, that but, was a bit... That was a bit over-exaggerated. For me, but, perso- for me personally, if it's anything lower than half, I would be fine with. I was fine with 12 or 14. Right. I feel like anything over half the teams make it into the playoffs, like total, I like that. Now, that, that's pushing it too much. So, twelve. Right. I think 12 is the perfect number. Yeah, I'm happy with 12. Yeah. Plus, it allows, you know, an extra two teams to get in there and more teams, you know, is... You know, more of like what's gonna happen. You know, anybody can beat anybody. As far as I'm aware, these first, the first round is now gonna be a best of th- three series, and then it'll go into the like the division series, and then so forth and so forth, like they've normally done. As far as I'm aware, I'm not too positive, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how it's going to work. Which again, I would be fine with if you guys are. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely totally fine with it. Yeah, I, I think like this is great. I've seen I see uh I'm seeing a trend here, boys, of like a lot of stuff that's going on. It's like, wow, th- like this is really like good for the game. Like we're all agreeing, like, yeah, this is good, this is good, this is good. Like, I don't think we haven't I don't think we've said something where we said, No, this is bad. Everything's been pretty good so yeah, far. No, it's actually well, so I, far so good. Yeah, and, and and at the end of the day, as long as there's baseball being played, yeah. I I won't be too upset. I think the only thing that we can that we've talked about so far that we've been like I don't know really know about this is the international draft, and I think that's right. something they just they just gotta completely figure out and figure out all the kinks and all this stuff to really perfect it. And I think right. David Ortiz said it best. 
you know, figure it out over the next, you know, three, four years. So then at that point, we can do it and it will be a perfect thing. It'll have everything figured out. Um, mm-hmm. We now have, I think is the my, my favorite thing out of all of this, the universal DH, the universal yes. designated hitter. Yes, finally. Thank, finally. Thank God. About time. There will be a DH implemented in the National League permanently as well. They did this in the 2020 season because it was going to be 60 games and they, you know, wanted to protect the pitchers. And they did not do it last year in the 2021 season. Now it'll be universal, which means in the American League, you have a designated hitter. And the National League, they all they still had their pitchers hit because they were technically in the starting lineup. Now the National League will also have a DH and have a DH in on both leagues. I think this is great because now this opens up a lot more job opportunities to like say guys like Nelson Cruz and JD Martinez, like those guys that Kyle are like, Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber. Hell yeah. Like yeah, that's a those good call. those guys will have way more opportunities thrown at them because now you have a whole nother 15 teams that are saying, hey, we need a guy like you on our you team. You have an extra we'll roster spot for a hitter. Yeah, exactly. Like, Yeah, this, that's going to help this, out the cause a lot. Because I'm going to be honest, like, it was cool to see, like, the, you know, the pitchers sometimes, you know, get a big home run and all this stuff. Like, but, you know, it was like one time out of 100, you'd see that. And all the other times, they literally just stood there and took it out. Like, it was boring. It was like, it was just guaranteed out. Like, they, they why would they even? Yeah. Walk yeah. up to the bass box. You just walk in the umpire and say, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fluff in my bat and go back to dugout." Okay, two outs. You know, like they should have just done that. Yeah, and it also eliminates the chance for pitchers getting hurt yes. when they're batting because other pitchers, you know, they can get hit or they can swing and you know screw up their arm or their shoulder. It just it eliminates a lot of risk of that as well, which is is good for the game because we all want to see these great pitchers be healthy. I, w- I would agree. You want, you want to see them have more longevity, more consistency and quality and not having to worry about batting, I think is going to help their cause. And the last thing they have on this article is that they have players uh, may only be optioned five times per season. Which, mm. essentially, which, which essentially means that teams will only be allowed to like say, like bring up uh, a player from AAA to the major leagues, and then if they send them back down, back down That's to the two. AAA. That, uh, oh. No, I, I believe being option means like bringing them back down to AAA or bringing them back down to the minors. So essentially, if you're on the major league roster and you go back down to the minors of any level, you're being optioned. You know, you're going back down. It's just another word for it. So this is saying you could only do it five times. And then if you need to, you know, move them again, I believe they have to, like, release them or put them on waivers, more or less. Wow. Wow, yeah, that's a little. Interesting. I think that's going to be interesting. I get it, though. That goes with the teams, but I'm with Christian on that. I think it's a good... I honestly think it's a good move. I think it's good to kind of force the teams to make crucial decisions and not be able to just keep moving people up and down willy-nilly. 
Because I know um, there were some guys on the Sox this last season that were constantly like, you know, they were called up and then they were called down. They were called up and then they were called down. Yeah. Like, back and Jake forth, Berger. back and forth. Back. Big J, yeah, hey, that was a, there's an example right there. Just constantly back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And like, uh, can you imagine? Rami on, Gonzalez. Yeah, it's just All like. All those guys. I, I, I like that there's a certain amount you can do. And then after that, it's like, okay, what are you doing to this poor boy? You know, if you're, you're going to keep doing it to that, you know, put him on waivers and somebody else will use him as a more permanent position, whether that's in the minors or on the major Gloucester as like a bench spot or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, my question to you guys is, do you think it should be higher than five or do you think five is enough? Um, I, I think five is good. Again, like this is this is a new thing. I kind of want to see how the season goes and see if it is like you know if it's too short or if it's good enough. At least off the top of my head, it seems like that's a good number. Maybe if anything, you know, put it up to like six or seven. But I I I feel like five's fine for now. Yeah, mm-hmm. Christian, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I mean, we all have to wait and see how it plays out. Um, but. You know, five seems like a good number, um, you know, that this first year that teams will be able to figure out how they're going to how they're going to work that, um, you know, and it also I, I would think it would make players, you know, happy because at a certain point, the team will either have to keep them there and, and you know, put them and, you know, put them in a more stable position or they can go to a they can go to a team where he can find more stability or more playing time wherever wherever he goes. So I just I, I think I think it's a good it was a good idea, and uh, we'll see how it plays out this year. Yeah, I think I think yeah, it's I, I think it's something that's just it's a wait and see thing. It's a brand new thing. I'm not sure if it'll be a super good thing or if it'll be a super bad thing. I think it's just a wait and see thing for me. And yeah. I know we've talked a lot about what's on you know what what was all agreed on, but I think this season. Is going to be really important to just watch and see how it goes. Yeah, um, because a lot of things were changed, a lot of things were adjusted. Um, so you know, even in this specific case, I think we're going to have to physically see it go. You know, turn out and see is five enough? Is that going to work for everyone? Um, you know, as well as all these other adjustments that have been made. So I'm curious. It's just going to be a big season to watch and figure out how the rules are. How, how everyone's, you know, feeling comfortable, uh, comfortably wise, um, or I should say comfortable wise, um, on these rules. So I'm excited. I'm just happy that baseball's back. Um, I definitely think that we have a lot to figure out still, but I think that since an agreement was finally made, we're, we are in motion to play baseball and that's what matters. Yes, I, I could not agree with you more. Mm. Ba- baseball yeah. is finally Ooh. here. We can take a big old breath of like just relief. I know. Back, relief. Every day we we're looking. Oh, dude, I'm we're like, lurking, keeping up on the news, trying to figure out when this is going to be over. You know, and, and the crazy came. thing is that casual baseball fans will never know how it was for us diehards the last ninety some days. Yeah. Oh, God. it's just no oh, it was constant, just like frustration, anger. Our group oh. chat was off the charts. We texted <laughs> every single day. Yeah, updates how how things are going. The stuff at three in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's we we made sure to keep up on it, but thank God it's over and we're we're what'd you say, Christian? Twenty eight days till opening day. Twenty eight days. Like Twenty eight days. Less than a month. 
Let's go, oh, let's baby. Go, Twenty-eight days. Let's go. All right. So I have, I have, I have a question. What do you got? Uh, regarding what the Sox do now. Okay. Um, the White Sox, I should say, to you know clear things up. What do the White Sox do with Craig Kimbrell? Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Kev, you want to take is, that? That first? is the question. I don't know, man. Craig Kimbrell. <laughs> This guy, bro. I, I, I don't. <clears throat> I I don't know if I'm a huge fan of him on the White Sox. I just I don't. I think he has some his moments, but I definitely think that I would not be against him getting rid of him for somebody else. Well, no, I'll ask you this then, Kev, to follow that up. If, if they get rid of yeah. him, what would you try or at least want them to get back in return? Draft, like like uh, prospects or ready to pl- uh, a big name like player now or somebody to play right now in the major league level? Like, what do you, if you were the GM and you were trading him, all right, I want this X. Like, what, what, are, you, what are you looking for? Honestly, I'd like to see a new hot player or a current player. Well, wait, hold on. First of all, I, we have to clarify that they still can't trade picks. So yes, it would be, I, be yes. a player. That's one thing I wish they did. I wish MLB would tr- like be able to trade picks like the NFL and the NBA, like NHL, like everybody else does that. I feel like that's a great yeah. thing. And it implements like, you know, strategy and all this stuff. Like when the Bears that drafted up to get Justin so Fields, like, I, like that would be so much more fun. But I get why they don't. I just wish they would do it. I'm sorry for butting in. No, I agree with you 100 percent on that. So, but, what what what, uh, what would you like want to get like specifically? Big name player, big time player. Like what exactly for for where? Oh, well, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just my biggest thing is I I wouldn't say that I know what I would do. But I just would say that I think Craig Kimbrell is better on another team. I think we as the as the White Sox would benefit whether we get a new prospect, um, someone that we're seeing that's going to be top of the line when they get up to the major level, um, or whether it be, um, you know what, Adley Rutschman, Mike. That's who I would, that's <laughs> yes, I yes, yes. Please, yes. I want Adley Rutschman. Kimbrough for Adley Rutschman. Hell yeah. Get that sign. Take my buddy. I want him on the team now. Hell yeah. Mike, Mike already ordered the jersey. Yes, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. I love Adley Rutschman. Man, I, dude, I would. Hasn't even guy, played bro. an MLB game and this guy loves him. I would pass <laughs> out if he was somehow on this team, which will never happen. Never happen. Oh, no, it'll never happen. But, God, I would love that. Hell yeah, Kevin. I like where you're going with <laughs> I like your mindset. It's getting toxic. In here. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I would, I'll put, I would definitely just like this from Luke's. But, yes, Christian. I will put my two cents in on this. I would want to get somebody MLB established because – the White Sox are in win now mode, um, you know. Yep. So, man, if we could, I, I could, I couldn't put like two and two together on the top of my head right now. But I'd want somebody that could come in and help us win right now because uh, our our championship window started last year. So 
Yeah, I, and know, that's I, exactly just, I just think that'd be why. the best road to go. Yeah, that that's exactly why. If I don't we even like, make like the to move. see a prospect, but honestly, like like you said, Christian, I just think the Sox are in winning position, man. I mean, we we got the guys where they need to be. Let's dip on Kimbrel. Let's pick another guy up that's right now. He's ready. He's hot, and he, we can either get some dingers or he's or he's closing out the game for us. What whatever we think we need, but definitely someone that could give us a little effort to win today, um, because the the White Sox have waited their time. They waited for all their prospects to get ready, and now you have all these guys up in the majors that are now performing. Um, at high levels, and I, we just need White Sox need to go all the way this time, bro. We just yeah, need... I'm just, I'm just waiting until I can uh, place my Luis Robert for American League MVP bet in. <laughs> so, move this guy over here. No, like that, that's honestly a good bet at this point. So, my my thought on this, I actually kind of go back and forth on this because I, I see like. If we trade him, okay. Now, I, I have two sides to this. I have, I have a reason why we should trade him. I have a reason why we should not trade him. If we should, if we do trade him, here's what I want. I want a second baseman. That's, <laughs> that's, that's purely what I'm going for. Because right now, right. we have basically every single position set except for second base. Who's going to play second, second base for us right now as we speak? Leo Garcia. Is he, is, is he like, can yeah. he, pa- can, is he a passable guy? Yeah, but. He's not a starter though. No, 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 no. no. He, he, not, not a he's, he's, I mean, he's for a guy who's. He, he's amazingly good off the bench. I will give yeah, him for that. For a guy who's Correct. being paid 16 and a half million, um, he's not, he shouldn't be our answer at second base. And that's over three years, by the way. No. Correct. Um. So for me, if we're trading Kimball, I want a second baseman. I originally wanted Clint Frazier. Um, what was it? Seattle. They already traded for him before the, the lockout ended. So he's kind of crossed off. Um, if there's one guy... Wait, no, hold on. The Padres. The Padres did. They did uh, last year at the trade deadline. And then they... And then they... Right, but you, you said the Mariners. I was just... That's what I said. Yeah, the Mariners got him before the lockout started. Wait, I am. I might be lost here. Because he was talking about the Pirates. Yes, he was on the Pirates. He was traded to the Padres. Padres, Yes, and now he got. I believe he got traded, or he signed with Seattle before the lockout started. Oh, okay. So that happened. I'm like, great. Well, we can't get him. So my next best guy, if we trade Kimball, here's who I want. And I hate that I would trade him to this team, but here's who I want. Glaber Torres. Oh no. oh no! I knew where. I knew immediately. Really? I want we Glaber Torres, and here's why I want him. If you guys remember, when the Cubs had their World Series run in 2016, right, and they traded to get a Rodas Chapman, who did they? Who did the Cubs trade one of the guys Glaber to get Torres. to get Rodas Chapman? Glaber Torres, and at that point. Rodas Chapman was the number one relief pitcher in the entire game. 102 consistently. Just gas. Could not touch him. They paid a really hefty price. And Glaber Torres was like, I'm pretty sure was the number one prospect, or at least number two, like up there. Like he was yeah, in he the was top number one. He was in the top 100 prospects, high up. Like he was really, really sought after. 
and he got to New York, and he had a good few, first few years. He's kind of stumbled back a little bit, but I feel like if, if there's a team that's going to really need a really good closer, it's New York. And what do we need? Second base. Who can really play second base really good with some good pop? Gleyber Torres. I DJ feel... LeMahieu. No, I don't want DJ LeMahieu. No. <laughs> you put your fanboy hat away from DJ LeMahieu. No, we don't need DJ LeMahieu. This isn't, this isn't your Diamond Dynasty team, Kev. Bring, bring in DJ so, Khaled at second base. <laughs> so I, I would want Gleyber Torres if we traded him. Now, I have my argument of why we should not trade him is because if we do trade him, that's three big arms that could possibly be out of our bullpen from this last season. We have, well, honestly, I think four. Cody Hoyer, who was traded with Nick Madrigal to the Cubs. Uh, Ryan Tapera, who's a free agent who could possibly sign somewhere else. We have... sign him. We have... Um, you know, Kim Brewer himself, who would have left, they trade him. And now Michael Kolpak, who is in the bullpen. Wait, what? Michael Kolpak is going to be a starter. He's not going to be in the bullpen anymore. Oh, right. Was, so now we have. You, you, you had my heart just sank <laughs> about. No, 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 no. All right. Let... Michael <laughs> Kolpak's going into the starting rotation. So right there, there's four arms, including Ky- uh, Kimbrough himself, that are leaving all bullpen. And we had a really good bullpen. And that's a huge chunk out of it. If they really, if they don't get what, if they don't get something really big and substantial in the trade, if they trade him, I would hang on to him because we need arms, and he's a really good arm. So I have my two sides to it. If I had the choice, depending on who we got, uh, this all depends on who we would get back in a trade. But I honestly would probably keep him because we need arms, and he's proven that he's a Hall of Fame caliber on. So I would I would take my chances with him. Truth be told. I would be more leaning to to, you know, roller dates because, you know, yet again we only had about what, a third, like, of the season with him because the trade deadline is so late in the season. Yeah. Um, um, I feel, so, yeah, I... I know he had a really bad second half with us after being traded from the Cubs. I feel like him not being the full-time uh, closer with that being to Liam Hendricks kind of threw off his mojo a little bit and he couldn't like just find his edge. I get that. I still would take my chances with him. He's just way too a good of a guy to hang on to. And just like, I, I, I feel like we should just hang on to him. Truth be told. All right, I have another. I have another interesting. Um, okay. Um, you know, knowing that the A's are in pretty much sell mode. Um, yeah. Would you guys be happy or upset if the rotation this year would be one Lance Lynn, two Lucas Giolito, three? Sean Manea, four Dylan Cease, five Dallas Keuchel with Crochet and Kopech still in the bullpen. Um, I I would not do that because we we traded for Michael Kopech however however many years ago. He's he was supposed to be a starter. He had Tommy John. He sat out the 2020, uh, 2020 season. 
He came back in the bullpen last year purely to, you know, ramp up his arm because he's been gone for a few years. The whole purpose of having Michael Kopech is to be a starter. To me, the rotation should be Lynn, Gio, Cease, Keiko, Kopech slash Crochet, both splitting time as a number five starter for starts to ramp up the arms because they're both supposed to be starters. Right. I think so, Kopech is closer to being a starter than Crochet is mm-hmm. just because Crochet is still very young. Oh, yeah. He got immediately after he was drafted. Yeah. Um, I know I wouldn't do that. For Shamanat, no, I, I wouldn't. There's a or, like or a, is, he, is he on the eight? Is he on the athletics or did he get traded last year? I want to say he's still on the A's. Okay, I will. I will do my research here because I think maybe I think he got or was that that might have been somebody else I'm thinking of. So, as we start to wind down right now, guys, I wanna I wanna leave us with this to lead into our next episode. As we know, the C- as we've talked about this whole episode, the CBA has been agreed upon and all this stuff, all this stuff. There's a lot of free agents, really good, notable free agents still out there. Like Carlos Correa, Freddie Freeman, who we mentioned before, Nick Cassianos, Chris Bryant, Trevor Story, and, uh, Anthony Rizzo, Kyle Schwarber, Michael Conforto. Really, really good players. We have pitchers like uh, Clayton Kershaw, Carlos Rodon, Danny Duffy, Zach Greinke, Kenley Jansen, Michael Neda, uh, like... There's a lot, a lot, a lot of talent still out there. And like we said before, it's going to be absolute chaos this weekend yes. of just everybody being yep. signed now, 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 trade, sign, trade. Like all of this going on really, really quick. I would not be surprised if the, G- the GMs right now are be on the phones constantly from right now all the way till Sunday night. They will not sleep. <laughs> I guarantee. No, they, they will, won't. They will not sleep for basically three, four days straight, just trying to get everything situated. And man, they're gonna really earn the money this weekend. But I want to leave it with that. Uh, thank you all very much for joining us on this very impromptu episode. We will be back Tuesday. We are going to be coming to you every single Tuesday. Be sure to follow us on the Anchor Podcast app. Make sure to follow us on Spotify to listen to this podcast. That is Two Bums and a Mike Sports Podcast. We thank you all so much for joining us, for listening all the way through right now. Truly from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. You have no idea how much you listening right now means to us three. We are literally three lifelong friends that just love sports to death wanted to make a podcast and you guys listening all the way to right now truly means the world to us thank you all so much this has been the two bums and a mic sports podcast i have been michael i have been christian and i have been kevin thank you all so much we will see you next time see you later Baseball's back, baby. Let's go. Let's let's go.